see what we got. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and get into our next film, which is The King's Man. Not to be confused with King's Man. There's a space in there. And Con confusion is a problem. It, confusion has been a problem all night. Because this is the, the third Kingsman movie, but they're shooting Kingsman 3 right now. Okay, see. <laughs> you know what? Let me save y'all some trouble. Stop. <laughs> you might want to wait to see how this movie does before you do. Everybody don't know what the hell is going on already. Well, I'll tell you what. If you're confused, let me try to explain something to you really quick. Maybe this will help you understand what's happening with this film right here. Because what you probably do get is that this is a prequel. And yes, it is. Before the Kingsman organization was recruiting any old punk ass off the street from the jolly old projects of England, <laughs> of London. <laughs> from the West End. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or East End, I guess. Their roots did begin with high wealth and standards, Martin. <laughs> Gonna put my bottom jaw out there. That's a good draw out there. Yeah, exactly. St stiff up a lip, mate. High mouth and high standards. They really did begin with that. And, yeah, before they had a little punk ass, what, Jonesy? Eggsy. Eggsy. <laughs> Jonesy. Jones. Same thing. For Eggsy, you know, we're talking about the Kingsmen back when they were gentlemen of wealth and honor. Dating all the way back before World War I, you had Duke Orlando Oxford. Now, don't let his mansion full of servants or his pet Negro fool you. <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, they ain't putting Jimon Hansu in here trying to act like he got... They tried to... They tried to act like like oh no he won the he won the guys man you know he's he right he's equal with everybody got his ass dressed like Uncle Ben in here and shit oh, get out of here man you you know what I'm saying yeah, I know what you're saying. but almost everything that you see with this man has a lethal side because he's ready to protect the world from evil and tyranny and wouldn't you know it, man, the timing is great because a bunch of evil tyrants <laughs> have just gotten together. <laughs> right, right, right. They've all gotten together. They start a club where the goal is to start a world war, if you will. Something that's never really been heard of before. Mm -hmm. World war. Wow. Whole world going at it. Why? Because, well, if we turn the world against each other and we kill, a, we kill millions of people, that'll make room for us, this cabal that we got here, to take over. And... It's also bad timing for Duke Orlando because he could stop things. He could do something. But when you know, he decided to be a pacifist. You know, there's a tragic thing that happened in his life. And now all he's worried about is denouncing violence because what he wants to do is just raise his boy right. So he won't have to suffer all that. Can he put that aside to save the world from this new evil and tyranny? Let's go ahead and take a look at this prequel to... Kingsman, which is the King's Man, where it all began. Take a look at this, and we'll be right back with our review. My flock, this will not be a war of heroes. Nations will slaughter each other while we get rich. 
This is going to be fun. away as the world burns son the truth is the world is ruled by corruption and greed we must do something certainly we are the first independent intelligence agency refined but brutal civilized but merciless. Welcome to the club. Very clever. It's time to pour fuel on the fire <laughs> of revolution. Yes, my shepherd. Welcome, Englishman. Rasputin, your reputation precedes you. As gentlemen, after all, manners make us man. Why is it that boys are always so messy? Okay, so just to jump right into this, one of the biggest problems with this movie is that six different people worked on this script, and five of them were Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> is this? Uh, well, I, I mean, I believe you say six people, six different people worked on it, and they all worked in different places, and they got together at the end and just stuck them together. Well, it would be cool if they could work in six different places, but two people worked on this script physically. Matthew Matthew Vaughn and somebody else, but then you have four other personalities. It's he okay? Because <laughs> I'm just now beginning to look at this man. I'm like, this man really does. He, I think he has multiple personality disorder. You can kind of look at it in the pictures, like right there. You got eight year old Matt. Uh huh. You got hipster Matt. Oh. Evil Matt. <laughs> Villainous <laughs> Matt. I mean, you can find some other pictures up there. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, no, it's like the movie Split. <laughs> yeah, he's he like James McAvoy in Split. And all his personalities came out to write a script at one time. Like, what the fuck is going on here? I was like, because I'm, I'm looking at this and I, I... And the funny thing is, I think all of these different mats that we see, I think they're all really great directors. They're just not all working on the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> the, movie, the movie does change it changes drastically in tone <laughs> I didn't even know when I when I saw this because I, I didn't really look up anything about this I didn't even know when the screening was it, it just kind of snuck up on me and yeah, I'm like alright yeah. I'm they, going they, to see the movie they, they put it together last minute okay so I went to the screening and I hadn't kept up with the Kingsman in years man I know I didn't like the golden circle or whatever right, it was right. I didn't, wasn't crazy about that really liked the first Kingsman yeah 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 it was a, 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 a surprise at how good it was yeah no it's a great first Kingsman is a great movie man where it's like alright instead of a you know this suave and svelte dude being groomed to be James Bond what if you just took this punk ass kid mm -hmm. 
from, and from the, from the streets. From the streets, yeah. From the ghetto. It made him James Bond. <laughs> but this shit, right? I didn't even know that Matthew Vaughn had directed this. When I when I went to see it, I was like, did this director even see the last two movies? <laughs> oh, you're just gonna come in and just do whatever the fuck you wanna do. All right. Oh, so you didn't even know. It was I didn't the same even know, guy. no, I swear to God. I didn't know he was the, the director. I thought somebody came in and was, was trying something new. That would make sense. It would it would be forgivable if that was the case. And I and I thought like, okay, this person decided to come in and said, I want to do something different with this. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at this and I said, What well, did you are you aware of what you just made? Well, you know, with the first one, they had Mark Miller's comic to to go from as yeah. a blueprint. Yeah. And they, you know, they followed it faithfully, but but it made it better, enhanced it where it needed it. And, you know, but so with the golden circle, eh, not so much, yeah. but you know. But here, with with nothing to go by, not even any of the same characters. Yeah, people. So they're trying to create a prequel to a movies, or a, a series of movies. Well, the first one was based on a comic, and so you know, like you said, you know, they got source material to go to. But as we've seen, shit, even people who have written their own source material when they've pushed to like do something quick, they can't even follow it. Game of Thrones, that shit mm-hmm. quickly, yeah. <laughs> the wheels quickly went off on that. So I think that's kind of what you have in here. And you know what? Good for them, man. For trying great and great for Matthew Vaughn trying to, I guess, trying trying to do something different. Uh so, you know, I was confused when I saw this because one every Matt is doing something different based on his personality. <laughs> Multiplicity. Multiplicity. You got one you got one Matt who just got through seeing 1917 and says, you know what? I'm gonna make that movie uh-huh. right there. You got another Matt doing a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. You got another Matt doing an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. You got another Matt doing a little bit of Batman. Mm-hmm. So you got another Matt who's uh, doing the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you squint your eye, you get in real close and you cock your head a little bit, you just might see the Kingsman in there. Uh. <laughs> Sorry about that. Needed to let off a little steam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess I didn't turn my head just right. Because <laughs> the whole time I was like, well, I guess it's going to be the Kingsman at some point. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the credits, huh? Oh, well, yeah. That, that, it. It's in there and I'll show you. I, I, well, okay. Isn't it just, just a just, little just bit? A, I, I did catch it right as the credits were rolling. It's, yeah, that's the people. And I don't even know. I, you know, also he's saying he got split personalities. Maybe, maybe Matt. Vaughn, Matthew Vaughn just wanted to direct a drama and a war film, and he just said, you know what, fucking, I'm not doing two movies. I it, Yeah, because it, it honestly felt like I could see most of it fitting together, however clunkily, in one movie. But the whole middle of this movie, I was like, this is a script for a completely different movie. Yeah, I think what really hurts this film, besides it having just all these different tones going all these different directions at one time, are just really struggling to fit together is that it takes itself so seriously man mm-hmm. you know it takes itself so seriously that you forget where you came from boy <laughs> you know it's like hey i'm almost i'm like who the hell you think you are yeah yeah no no that is, that is the problem where it it completely had amnesia about being a kingsman movie let's not forget people that this is a this came from a couple of movies where you know, you had uh, an evil Julianne Moore, a Julianne Moore, 
who killed people with robo dogs and kidnapped Elton John and held him hostage. Like this, is, that does not fit with anything that we see, at all. That that, that is the, this is not the same universe. No, no, it's not. I mean, let's not forget that this is from the same film series, the same universe where people were killed by having their heads blow up in like candy clouds. Mm. You know, let's not forget that this is the same movie where at the end of the first film, there was a dude who said, "I'll save the world as long as they get to have anal sex with some." Princess. princess or something yeah, it's yeah. Like the, none of this is reflecting what we see in this movie right now well i can say and with, maybe just a little bit with the golden circle it it got too silly for me yeah same here and so for this to open up and be like hey we're gonna get more serious about this it's kind of refreshing i get that to go like hey maybe yeah maybe i went too far mm-hmm. need to pull it back I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it started out this way. I was like, hey, this is good. This is good. It, maybe, you know, recognizing that it needs a correction. Uh, there's just the point where it becomes an overcorrection. Yes. No, it's, you know, watching this movie, trying to be so serious, sometimes it's like trying to watch a clown do Shakespeare. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or other times it's just boring. You know, that's, yeah. be, and it's just boring because it turns, you know why? Because it turns into a history course. Yeah. You know, the problem yeah. with this, because listen, for history buffs, this will be like seeing the Avengers come together because they have real historical figures here who played a big hand in the initiation of World War II. People like Franz Ferdinand. No, that's the, that's I mean, the band. That's I mean, a, the, 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 what's the, the Archduke. The Archduke. <laughs> I know that's. <laughs> I saw that shit. Fred was like Ferdinand. <laughs> what is it? King George and Tsar Nicholas. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, the yeah, Kaiser, what, Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah, yeah. I'll play. Oh, that, that's the guy that plays him right there. Uh, is it Tom? Because I'm about to say Spider Man. Tom I never, Holland. I, or is it Hollander? Uh, yeah, I never know this guy's name. He just always looked like Elton John to me, but uh, yeah, Tom but, Hollander. Yeah, but he plays all three roles. Is his yeah, is his name. You know, if you're into that, if you're a history buff, you like all these figures that are about to start World War One, then cool, you're gonna love this. Then maybe, maybe the other people would be like, well, "Who gives a fuck?" You know? Well, the thing is that that you, you say that, but if you're a history buff, you'll be into it because they bring up all these historical figures, but then you'll also have a stroke by how much they twist the history yeah. by the end. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's cool to see this being World War One and how they, you know, and uh, we already had war films in World War One. It's It could have been a cool idea to see the politics starting World War One, Sure. But maybe in a different movie. But if it wasn't a cartoon. Yeah, Cause exactly. Because so much of it is a cartoon and you're watching the World War One stuff and you're like, huh, okay, it was it was very cool when it was 1917. It was even cool when it was Wonder Woman. Yeah. Here, I, I don't know what you're going for. Yeah, I don't don't really get it myself either, man. You know, I will tell you this. There's uh, other times, because I'm not, I'm not saying that this movie doesn't work completely. Like I said, man. In, in pieces. Uh, like the you get a, a whole big bit with, uh, <laughs> with, with Rasputin. Well, I'll get to that in a minute. I, you know, because I want to talk about the drama, because I think the drama is actually pretty. I think there's, there's scenes of drama here that are actually pretty good, man. There's a, so, you know, I was talking about uh, the son Conrad, mm-hmm. uh, who is the uh, the Duke's uh, son here, played by uh, uh, Ralph Fiennes, and 
you know, this guy Conrad, he wants to go to war against his dad wishes. You know, he wants to serve his country and he finds a way to actually get himself out on the front lines, stupid ass. And you know, the this end and he ends up being in the trenches on the front line with the Germans. And that little bit of scene right there, man, it feels out of place, but as his own little war film, it's like, man, that's really good. I know. That's, it was actually pretty brilliant. I know, I know. That's that's that that is the the curse of this movie is that you have pieces that will work really well for what they are. Yeah, and you know what it 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 works so well that the drama there and maybe in a couple other places it works so well that it actually caught me off guard with things mm-hmm. where I was like, whoa, you know, y'all actually went there. That was another thing that made me think, yeah, Matthew Vaughn would have never done this, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, okay. Uh, but then the movie will, <laughs> then the movie will pivot to some of the goofiest shit. And I'm not even saying it doesn't work. It works in the way that the Kingsman worked. Mm. You know it, that that there are things in here that it just it just does not jive with some of the drama that we have here. And the drama doesn't work with that, like Rapey Rasputin, yeah. who comes in and heals people's gun wounds with the power of sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. That's like, man, what the fuck? I know. Which it's, is, like, it's like, did y'all have to make him so gross? <laughs> yeah, which is, which, is, which is quickly followed by a fight scene where he defeats people with Russian dance. Now that's what like. And that's Reese Ifens that plays him. Yeah, completely unrecognizable. I didn't recognize him either. Time to dance on your graves. Go and help your father. Breathe. You're right. Breathe. I was looking at uh, uh, Jima and Hansa. I was like, man, why don't you start putting some of that African moves on? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> 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 Shit, stop breakdancing or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him clown you like yeah, that. Yeah, man. Didn't you get put some you, you moves on that fool? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Put some of that African bump bite on his ass. <laughs> uh, it's com- people, this, this is completely stupid, all right? But... It, and, but, and the, but that, it fits with the Kingsman. But it fits with the Kingsman. The Rasputin character is, is even a little bit too much. But on his own, on his own, it's a well-directed fight scene. Mm-hmm. If you just take it out the movie. Yeah. <laughs> put it on his own. <laughs> and all of this is... <laughs> and it just gets silly. All this is leading to some climax where you got a dude on top of a mountain hanging out with goats all day, living in a shack. Man, they do so much to hide the identity of the mastermind. 
just let all they let you hear is his Scottish accent yeah, over like, and over. Yeah. And then when the big reveal comes, they go like, "Huh?" You're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Like I guess. <laughs> hey, I didn't know, but I didn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not really that big of a reveal. Not, yeah. I didn't guess it, but now you yeah. told me, and it doesn't really. I don't really go back and go like, "Oh, it's like yeah. all right." That Scottish accent. You should have had Shrek reveal. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it was here the whole time. <laughs> Donkey there. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I. A lot of this works in chunks, as I was saying. A lot of it works in great. It works great in chunks. Drama's good here. Funny in some parts there. A fun pulp adventure in this part right here. But those pieces. You know, these are Legos that just don't fit together, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the only thing. Man, it'd be really cool. We could put them all together and make big one one big Lego city or set, but it just doesn't work that way. Uh, and I'm going to tell y'all, man, talk about stupid. The stinger in, there, in here is just it's ridiculous. It this, is. It, 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 listen, if you see this, do yourself a favor and do not stick around for the stinger. Oh, no, I say stick around and watch this. You see just how stupid it is. They had the nerve. They really they really are trying to pull to start a historical Marvel universe, I man. Know, I know. And it's as dumb as it sounds. They're trying to turn a certain historical figure to Thanos. And I was like, that's just insulting, y'all. Yeah. Is that, now, that's just that, that's just insulting. That is just stupid. Now you're, that you're, is just you're, offensive. You're, you're right about the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. When they <laughs> the do that, yeah. I was like, come on, y'all. Now, that is that is just offensive. Yeah. Now, this, uh, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> you should know better. <laughs> oh, and this is another anti-violence message where, okay, cool, he's a pacifist, and he keeps preaching about it. Oh, violence is not the way. But then that would be cool, even if you had violence in the movie. But you could tell the director's having so much fun with the violence. With violence. <laughs> yeah. so I don't want to hear that shit. I see this all the time. I don't want to hear it. Uh, the cast is cool. I like the son, man. I wish I could remember this. Uh, Harry Dickerson, man. I mean, sir, Harris Dickerson. Damn, boy. Well, that's, if that ain't a Freudian slip. Hello, is, uh, is Harry Dickerson there? <laughs> Harry Dick! Harry Dickerson! <laughs> <laughs> Why you son of a bitch I'll kill you <laughs> Harry Dickerson Childish <laughs> Hey that's his name man <laughs> Dickerson Shit Dickerson too <laughs> uh, I like him man I really like the son right here I did too Uh and I thought he was very good, especially when they show him aging and getting ready to go to war. Uh, as I said, man, no offense to Jima Hantu because he's very good in this. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the movie. He ain't nothing but a glorified house Negro here. Sure. Yeah, he might. He, he, he just a he's a he's a deadly servant. That's all. <laughs> and the same goes for uh, what's her name? Jimmy Arterton. Arterton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She ain't nothing but a glorified nanny and secretary. Yeah. But I mean, also deadly skills. Right. Right. But I did like, I really did like Ralph Fiennes, man. Ralph Fiennes, I thought that they could actually, watching him in here, I, he's a good action-leading man. And I think that that's because Matthew Vaughn is a great director. Maybe not in, you know, in, uh, uh, as a whole here for the whole movie. But I, you know what? I say, man, fuck these Kingsman movies. Matthew Vaughn should direct a James Bond spinoff. 
with Q. Wait, wait, you mean M? I'm sorry, M. Ken, <laughs> with M. He should do a spinoff with M sure. and let him do his thing. An action-packed spinoff with M over there. Yeah, the early adventures of M, which actually this almost could have been. You're right. Because cause it so flimsily makes it the Kingsman. Yeah. No, you were right about that. 100%. Yeah, man. Uh, just, you know, yeah, I would love to have a M spinoff. Just let somebody else write it. Preferably a person with one personality. <laughs> it's a... it's it's. It's a rental, man. It, 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 it's, it's so all over the place. I could not, even for the things that I loved, I just could not get fully invested in it. No, exactly. You, you have a hard time getting invested in it. Uh, as much as you, you follow Ray Fiennes, he's it, still not one where you, you're kind of like, yeah, but when are we going to get to the real person? Yeah. And, you know, that's just not the thing. But also, you know, as much as it might have, like, the Rasputin scene or the big big fight on the mountain that mm -hmm. that's Kingsman like you really do get lost in going like I don't see how this is a Kingsman movie it was it it literally was the movie was about to go off and they went oh shit there's five minutes left <laughs> uh, uh, all right everybody all right come back come back we're gonna form the form the organization right now because up to that point you're like I don't get it that organ that that scene where they talked about how the organization came together that was tacked on from another movie yep it, yeah, it was, it so. was, and so yeah, it's a, it's a rental, and it's not even a good rental. But if you watch it from home, you can, you have the luxury of watching it in chunks. You can watch it to to a point, and then go get your snack, and yeah. you can watch it to a point, and go take a shit, and you can watch it, and, and you don't even, and you think you just watch six movies. Exactly. Shit, or maybe you're six different people. You can be like him. <laughs> watch it. Maybe you, maybe you have a different personality for each part of these movies right here. Yeah, he kind of looks like Taron Egerton. Um, he does. <laughs> but, um, yeah, maybe that's why he cast him. He's like, he could be me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is one where, yeah, I guess they're not shooting the third or Kingsman 3 now, but it's in development. But it is one of those like, yeah, you might want to slow your roll because I don't know how this is going to play. I don't think, I don't, listen, it might play well. I'm just going to tell you what I've seen and felt, and I'm not saying that my word is, my word is anything at this moment. I just haven't. Heard anybody talking about it? Mm. And there's been no, there's just been no real excitement for this. Yeah, shit. The way you directed this, you might have killed this franchise. I know. They might pull the plug on the third one if this doesn't perform well. Mm -hmm. It's already getting bad reviews. Yeah. So yeah, man, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, all right. Let's go ahead and do a quick commercial break, a quick ad break, and we got our last movie this evening. Sing two. Let's not get it mixed up. And we will be back to do that review with you. Just give us about three minutes and we'll see you soon right after this. And let's see what else we got here. The future of cinema, cinema, cinema. CJ Stevenson wants to know the future of cinema. With No Way Home becoming the second highest grossing film of all time, it feels somewhat bittersweet because while Paul Thomas Anderson is right. This will definitely get people back in theaters. It does seem like the only thing people want to come out and see are the big event movies. Yeah, that's what we, man, listen. All right, you know, I read this, but I've been saying this. I've been saying this for years. I've been saying this ever since we would, we did Spill mm -hmm. about how the future of theaters are going to be. It seems like gone are the days when a movie like House of Gucci would clean up and make a good, cool $200 million on a global gross. 
Say what you will about the quality, but a movie with movie stars with a pretty good marketing campaign would probably probably uh, clean up after a few years. Oh, uh, if it weren't for those damn millennials, though. Millennials. That's what uh, uh, director. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh, what's his name, man? Director, Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Really, Scott says, you know, if, those, if it weren't for you goddamn millennials watching movies on your phones, you would have come out to see this <laughs> this movie that I made. It's like, okay, you know what? Now, I, I never like to say this, but that's when you are officially old. <laughs> when millennials are still the problem. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this bit in uh, in Florida, but I'm just gonna say this because I'm gonna expand on it because I, you know, it's gonna be one of the jokes we tell. But millennials are old. I know. I know. That's done. Yeah, yeah. With the millennials, we know they're just pushing 40 now. Yeah. A movie like Nightmare Alley is getting bunted out of theaters to make way for No Way Home. Even a movie like Knives Out, which was a huge surprise, has punted its sequels to streaming because of the ever-changing film landscape. 2022 is looking like a heavy franchise year with Top Gun, MI7, Aquaman, and like five Marvel movies. Some of these franchise movies I'm looking forward to, but we're getting to the point where the only movies in theaters will be the big ones and everything else will be fighting to find spotlight on streaming services. Am I sounding too gloomy or can you see my logic? What do you say? I say this. There is no proof that if the blockbusters weren't there, that people would be going out to see those movies anyway. So it makes no sense to blame them until you can prove. Hey, have a year without any blockbusters and see if people go out to see these other movies. Because the, th mm -hmm. the thing is, if something is available in an easier format, why would somebody not take advantage of that? 100%, mm -hmm. man. Now, I was saying this before COVID. I was saying that because we were, I think we were just starting to get into the landscape of distribution changing. And at that time, we were talking about movies going to Blu-ray, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, and you know, I think they were talking about at the time it was barely a thing, but 4K Blu-ray. You know, we were talking about how watching movies at home just because you got bigger TVs, yeah, because you got better pictures, you got better sound systems. This is before streaming now. And we were talking about how these movies are going to be seen at home more because, and I was talking out of my own angst, which was. It's just the movie-going experience. It's not what it's all glammed up to be. So here's the thing that I didn't mention in the review, but uh, with the with the new Matrix movie, I was excited for it because every time I saw those trailers on TV, they were in 4K and they were mm -hmm. beautiful and crisp. And I was like, man, this is going to be great. Uh, one of the things is this movie is going to take advantage of is new technology in 4K. And in the theater we saw it in, the bulbs were dim. And oh, yeah. it, it, it looked kind of cloudy <laughs> and never as good as it did on television. So I'm kind of like, I'd rather see this at home on HBO Max. I've been talking about this for years, people. I've been talking about this for years, and everybody wants to just, it's just like any kind of nostalgia. Everybody wants to hang on to these wonderful memories of going to the theater, watching these movies. I'm going to tell you something, man. You just didn't know any better. When you go to the movies as a kid, you were just happy to be out the house. Those theaters were nasty. Those screens were like, those screens were terrible. Mm -hmm. You know, the, uh, uh, the furniture was uncomfortable, but you didn't care because you were just happy to be at the house and you didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Now that people are acting a fool in the theaters and now that we got the pandemic going on yeah. and now that we got streaming, nah, man, it was always going to change. It was mm -hmm. always going to change, and, and and nobody has anybody to blame but the changing habits of the consumer. 
Don't blame Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> don't even blame the pandemic. People are just consuming things in a different way, and it's going to happen. So I always said, and I had read people giving. It's not just me thinking this. I read people having this kind of this this uh, speculation about how theaters are going to be. They're going to be like mega churches or something, man. You're going to go there. You're going to have restaurants maybe in a place. You're going to have maybe the food would be better. Maybe you have a place to play pin for your kids or whatever. But these are going to be places that you go. You're going to pay, you're entertainment gonna, centers. Entertainment centers. You're going to pay a premium price mm -hmm. to go out and get an experience. You're going to pay the extra money because these are going to be event movies. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody going to be paying no event uh, prices to go see you know, Red Rocket or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, they'll go to pay to see a Marvel movie, a big hyped up Super Bowl type film, and that'll be that. Sure. So we'll see. And the, and, and all, all, honestly, oh. the the whole I I just want you know things to go back to the way they were in the theaters. <laughs> that that sounds to me like somebody's going like, nah, man. It sounded better on vinyl where you had the hisses and the yeah. pops and the clicks. Mm. <laughs> you can tell yourself that, but <laughs> yeah, don't buy don't hear that shit. All right, I'm telling you right now, it's not. It, what's what's going to be is going to be. You're not going to change it. Don't say shit about millennials. The pandemic just sped it along. True. Yeah, it did accelerate the timeline. And and what you see here is, you see in theaters who are fighting because. Because they're fighting for their life. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it too. All right. So, not gloomy, just different. All right, let's get into our last movie here. <laughs> Think about if you sold beepers, how you felt when, when cell phones <laughs> became Thank alone. You. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you need to do is you want to know how things have changed and how many things have just been put out of business. Do a contrast. I just read this on, was it BuzzFeed or maybe it was Reddit. But do a comparison of 2021 on the verge of 2022 compared to all the things that a phone has killed. Oh, yeah. And cameras. In 1999 or 2000. Cameras, uh, GPS. Mm, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep. The internet has even changed things, man. You remember using Winamp? And you remember using uh uh oh what 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 was the one that uh, people used to uh, Napster yep yep Tama Tamagotchis and all that kind yeah the, the, look how much the world has changed yeah <laughs> you remember MapQuest <laughs> <laughs> little fucking flip phones you had <laughs> yeah man all that stuff is gone AOL uh huh. And nobody's looking back. Nobody's looking yeah. back and lamenting. I don't know, man. Just it was so much purer when you had a little device that would tell you uh, the number of the person that called, and, and you wouldn't know who it was, but you had to go find a phone to, to call them back. Yeah, dial up. Think about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the other one, man? Oh, oh, there was a there was another one that was blockbuster now you want to see how consumption have changed with entertainment mm -hmm. blockbuster they got one blockbuster left and that shit is an airbnb <laughs> you remember back when it wasn't caller id mm -hmm. and when your phone rang you just had to take the chance and answer it <laughs> Jeez, it might be that might be that girl man but fuck i don't or feel like bill, dealing with nobody or right bill now collector or solicitor <laughs> or the police <laughs> yeah they they palm pilots they palm oh, pilots yeah. the saying You've got mail. All that shit, man. Yeah. What what uh 
what was that? What was that? The it was on the internet. It was a uh, for making websites, global something. Uh, GeoCities. GeoCities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that dude digging that ditch. This site is under construction. <laughs> yeah, man. All of that. All of that, man. It's keep in mind that's twenty years. Mm-hmm. So, it's you know what? It's just. Theaters have had, and maybe they won't change. Maybe it's, you know, who knows? I'm not saying that this is going to change. We'll probably be back to square one once again. But don't be surprised, man. You know, because theaters have they've held on for so long because there was nothing to challenge. Sure.